0: Welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Royalty-free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, plate mail games, and tabletop audio. And now, to Adventure. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Buckner. I'm the primary Dungeon Master for a Knights of Roleplay and Adventuring podcast. This session is being recorded over Zoom. As our adventure begins, it is stardate 0226.80. Arvind's god Mayaheen had given her a vision of a distant space station and the knowledge that there was a great evil on board. The party traveled with the crew of the Star Runner, to investigate the station and found cult activity had taken place in the name of Orcus, the Demon Prince of Undeath. They fought a variety of undead, including a skeletal cult member who managed to set the self-destruct sequence on the station before escaping in a dragonfly ship. The party and the Star Runner escaped the exploding space station. After three days of travel back toward the Rock of Brawl, the party and other members of the crew began having nightmares and hallucinations similar to the ones experienced on the derelict dwarven ship they explored six weeks earlier. They had found a strange living rock on the dwarven ship. Suspecting it as the source of the hallucinations, the party searched the Star Runner and found evidence of the black rock growing on the hull and on the lifeboats, on one of the lifeboats. The crew set about repairing the lifeboat and cutting a hole from the hull to fully remove the infection of the strange Black Rock. The Star Runner has resumed its course to the Rock of Brawl. Eleven days of travel still remain. After five days of travel, on Stardate 0301.80, the ship's pilot, Hal, making her voice heard by all those on the main deck, says, Captain Braun, there appears to be a concentrated pocket of nothingness directly in our path. There is an outer edge that loosely defines its shape, but the interior is a black void. How would you like me to proceed? Bron says,
1: eh, Steer the Star Runner around the void, Hal.
0: Hal says, Changing course, Captain Bron. Everyone on the main deck moves toward the bow of the ship to get a better look at the void. You all see it, although from your current distance it is difficult to make out any detail. However, you do see the shape move into the Star Runner's new flight path. Hal says, Captain Braun. Braun interrupts her, saying, eh, I see
1: it, Hal. Hmm.
0: He turns to the party and
1: says, eh, What do you make of that?
2: Um so would any of us maybe me and Matisse who've traveled around a little bit more have any familiarity with something like this? Or
0: uh let's see. Uh make a spatial phenomenon check. <laughs> <The> investigation.
2: Really. <laughs> so is that
3: under charisma? Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: it well you can generally make an intelligence check to recall information. Oh boy, that's not so my strong If anybody at. would like to make an intelligence anybody?
2: check, anybody <laughs> okay.
3: Can I add in my Arcana or?
0: Me. No, there really isn't anything. I mean, I suppose nature could possibly, although it's you know of a space nature, but it, you know it's it's natural, <laughs> natural-ish, possibly. <laughs> I will allow people to make a, a straight intelligence check or nature with disadvantage. Or nature okay. with disadvantage. All right. Straight intelligence.
2: Uh, two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Arveen, our Asmor fighter, has no idea. 18.
4: Nice job, Strax. 18
0: from Strax, our Hobgoblin Artificer.
4: 21. Ooh, yeah, Janie. Janie's Janie, sorcerer sorcerer training man.
0: And uh, Matisse, what did, did you make? An intelligence check or a nature check? No,
5: because it would be a
0: minus for me, and 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 that wouldn't be helpful. <laughs> but you could roll like a twenty.
2: If you roll a twenty, it might still be like a All right. nineteen. I'll try. I rolled a twenty. Just saying. Nice. <laughs> <So> I, rolled,
5: <laughs> I rolled a ten.
2: Somebody had to offset my three. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you did better than RV. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um, so Janie, you got a twenty something.
4: A twenty-one.
0: A twenty-one.
4: Yeah, twenty-one for the win.
0: Um. So you. Sorry, don't, I'm
4: playing with my dice.
0: You don't <laughs> know specifically. Uh, I mean, you are aware of essentially like black hole phenomenon which is not something which a lot of people aren't necessarily familiar with unless they spend a lot of time traveling in space. Your, your best guess is that it might be something of that nature, but you're not aware of them like moving to intercept a ship that's trying to course-correct. So the closest oh, right, thing you can wait. think of is that maybe, maybe it's something black hole-related, but um, everyone just saw it move to get in front of the ship, so
4: mm. you're
0: not exactly sure. But if you want to share that information, you can. Mm.
4: black holes at the academy, but they're not sentient. They shouldn't be moving in our path. Hmm.
2: It seems weird. I I turn to Matisse and go, Matisse, is this anything that maybe your your memory ability would help with? I guess not if it's not tied to strong emotions, though, but I, I don't know. If this is something sentient. I don't
5: know. Let me think about that. I'll um, I'll concentrate and see if anything comes to my mind.
0: So, Greg, if you're referring to "Memory of a Thousand Lifetimes," is that what you're referring to? Or yes. Um, so, so that is that is basically used to get okay um, from a place and yeah. whatever. It's it's about it's tied to strong emotions. So okay. you would you would get an area around you on the ship right now where something right. with strong emotions happened. So you don't think that would work for this thing that's out in space somewhere? Okay. So
2: yeah, uh, so, yeah. If that void is like eating other ships, it's like I don't know if that would be strong or not, but it probably wouldn't show up. So uh,
4: I would think you'd have to be yeah. in the
2: void to know that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. How yeah, are we still I, moving I closer to that?
5: I don't read anything
0: from it, so I, I can't. I can't tell you why. Uh, currently, Strax, we I have stopped the ship, and I am waiting instructions. Mm.
4: And it's not still pursuing us. It just moved into our way.
0: It just moved into our way, Janie.
4: Captain, may I suggest uh,
3: backing off a bit and seeing how it reacts?
1: Uh, Sure. Hal, why don't you uh, turn the ship uh, around and uh, head back in the direction we came for just a short period of time? And now responds, Yes, Captain Braun.
0: So the ship slowly turns around, and you actually you, you see as the ship is course-correcting, like it doesn't move very fast, it doesn't spin very fast, and um, basically you see as it gets to about like 45 degrees, the, um, the void starts to move to kind of match the way that it's turning. It doesn't do it right away, oh, but as it gets to about 45 <laughs> degrees, then it starts to follow the direction of where it's pointing.
4: It looks like it's not going to give us a choice.
3: Mm. Let me check my equipment
0: here for a minute.
2: <sighs> <laughs> Trying to think if there would be any way to try to <laughs> communicate with something like this. But...
0: It's still a fair distance away, but um, you can certainly yeah. offer any sort of sorts of suggestions that you want.
2: i guess i'd turn to braun and be like do you think any of the rest of your crew have encountered a large sentient object or being like this you know or heard of it through their cultures or something would they know how to communicate if this is something sentient
3: question maybe like rumors or folklore
2: folklore basically there's a lot of different races represented on the ship
0: i mean he, he turns to the crew and you know he he says um Almost matter-of-factly, as if he expects this, but he says he says out loud,
1: uh, "If anybody has any information about this, please feel free to share."
0: Um, but people are just sort of shaking their heads, and there's some murmuring among different crew members and stuff like that. And they seem to be asking each other, you know, if they've heard of this or seen anything like this. But but nobody nobody says anything. Nobody steps up and says anything about it.
5: Mm.
3: It's probably more than thirty feet away right now, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. Are you thinking tech magic or something, John? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You want to get closer? I mean, there's a chance if we get closer, it just moves towards us. But it, it... why is closer? I want to hit it with my sword.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> Captain Braun says,
2: "Well,
1: uh, that doesn't seem to be a way to uh, avoid it at this point in time." So Hal, why don't you move us in slowly? toward it, and maybe we can learn something if we are uh, a little closer to it.
3: <laughs> how about
1: sending... Well... Yes, Drax?
3: How about, how about sending uh, some volunteers in on a, uh, on a lifeboat with a tether? Uh,
1: that is a possibility, uh, but I would like to try to...
3: <laughs> Better to risk the goblin than to risk the
1: entire ship. I don't want to sacrifice anybody.
4: Yeah. Uh, so
1: let's just get the ship a little closer. And, and... That's what the goblin's for, isn't
4: it? No. Can I cast
5: not. Magic when I into the darkness? <laughs> magic. I'm
4: casting so... the darkness!
5: <laughs>
4: yeah, but we
2: don't know if it's good or bad. That's, uh, I'd feel bad if it was...
0: We don't so Bron yeah. tells Hal to move the ship closer, and she does. So you know, she she crawls up to it like really slowly. It takes about maybe fifteen minutes, and um, and uh, she gets up to it and she stops maybe a couple hundred feet away from it.
5: Now, can anything be seen through it, or is it just like um, if it is it is it different than the fabric of space?
0: I guess is my question. It's
4: the darkness, Charlie Murphy.
0: So. <laughs> Essentially, the way that Hal described it as having like a border, like, like, like the border almost has like a faint glow to it. And it's like, you know, a very misshapen sort of a circle. And, um, you know, inside of it, you don't see any stars. O- outside of the border, you know, there's blackness and there's stars. Inside of the border of this object, it is black, but there is no stars.
5: Okay, so it's so opaque and not transparent.
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's just black. When you look into it, all you see is black. Okay. The only reason why I'd be able to even know it's there is because of the absence of stars and or because there is a very faint glowing border around the edge.
5: Hmm, interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, so Bron has how move up a little bit closer so she gets within about uh, like a hundred feet.
3: All right. Um, Before we get too much closer... uh,
0: Yes, Strax? Quick
3: quick question. Uh, I don't know if anybody has the light cantrip, um, but uh, I have the ability to make an object that can produce a little bit of light, kind of like what I did for uh, that pendant uh, Janie. Uh, um would it be something that somebody even though it only casts a 5 foot radius light mm-hmm. um would it be something that could be seen from farther away Yeah. anyway yeah
2: yeah yeah i mean we we do have Janie and i both have lights so if you want us to I have light so we could make a 20 foot radius of okay. light and I, yeah. and i would
3: and i'll probably know that or you could do that could yeah. do that
2: Janie yeah we've okay. both done that in front of you before
3: oh that's right you did yeah uh here. um it's uh pick up a little piece of whatever.
4: Rock uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Rock on a ship. Uh not what, our what, balls. What you, you know Trying I... to find like an object or something?
4: Rock! Yeah. Uh,
0: you could like take a coin out of your out of your um, pouch or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah okay. That'd be fun. Say, so, Hey, uh Janie, can you uh illuminate can you illuminate
3: this for me? I wanna try something. All right. Um you look. I think you've got a good throw in an arm. How hard, how hard? can you throw this?
5: Oh, I can throw it pretty hard. So let me
0: uh, toss it out and see how far it goes. Okay. So hold on before you do that, Janie. Um, Sarah, do you have the light spell right in front of you? There. Can you? Yep. Uh, what's the What's the range? Um.
4: uh... Range. Touched. It's twenty feet of bright light and additional feet of dim light it doesn't have a range for how far away the spell can be
0: okay I'm just gonna
4: take another as you touch one object that's no larger than 10 feet in any dimension until the spell ends the object sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius dim light for an additional 20 feet the light can be colored as you like completely covering the object with something opaque blocks it um, and the spell ends if you cast it again or dismiss it as an action You target an object held or worn by a hostile creature. That creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw to avoid.
0: Okay, so So it doesn't have the same thing
4: about keeping it touch.
0: Okay, so Greg uh, Matisse is going to throw the coin. Yes. Okay. Um. So you you chuck the coin uh, off the bow of the ship, and basically, you know, it goes it goes flying in an arc as you would expect. And then eventually it drops down to where the gravity plane of the ship is. And it and it hits the gravity plane and it kind of sinks below the gravity plane a little bit and then kind of comes back up over the gravity plane and then back down again. And like the arc starts to get like shallower and shallower until eventually it's just right along the gravity plane and it's moving steadily along the gravity plane. And eventually it hits the outer edge of the air envelope of the ship and uh it slowly starts to move out into wild space the coin and it's you know it's glowing and you can see it and uh eventually you know it takes a little while but it eventually does get to the shape and then suddenly the light goes away
3: Well that's not promising. So basically either the
5: mm-hmm. coin or your arm strength. I was hoping that would go a little
3: well, faster.
2: Well it went into it, but and it So didn't... it
0: absorbed the light from from the coin. Yeah. Right. It it did it did cross over it, it appears that it crossed over the barrier of the border. And then the light just the light just went down. Hmm. Interesting.
3: Well, at least the coin didn't blow up.
5: So we see no form of light at all after it entered entered the
2: yeah. thing.
0: Correct. Yes, that's correct.
2: What if we like launch something from one of the ballistas with a, a rope attached to it and see if we can bring back whatever's on the rope. Okay. Just, like, like that would give us an idea of like if it's you know, a portal or something that you can get back through <laughs> or a one way thing that you can't get back through. <laughs>
3: really I'm missing uh, those cannons now.
2: Uh, well, the, the ballista is probably safer because, again, if it's a sentient being, uh, you know, even the ballistas give me some pause because I don't want to, to attack without knowing exactly what it is that we're dealing with, but I also want to be able to put something out there with some force with a rope on it so we can try to bring it back and see what happens. Uh, does Bron have any other suggestions? I share this idea with him, and I say, Do you, you know, the, I don't want to feel like we're attacking it. Could we launch... like? You know, does somebody have a slingshot or a catapult or something that would maybe let us launch a rock instead of an arrow with a rope attached to it or something or there
0: yeah. there is um there is basically a catapult on the ship okay and there are rocks that are used for for warfare
3: i'm all for attacking
2: it Do we Obviously have a
0: uh, uh
3: antagonistic
2: <laughs> well, we we don't know what its intentions are yet. So, I, I think that might be. A Nor little do we rash. know
5: what it could do. You know, it could suck us all in like it did the uh, the light there.
2: Yeah. So, that, is there any projectiles that we could put in the catapult that has something we could attach a rope to?
0: Well, you could do it with you could do it with either a rock or you could do it with um, a ballista bolt. It doesn't matter which. Yeah. You can just tie a rope on it.
2: Yeah, let's try tying a rope to a rock. Like a rope sling, basically, so it's well encased and less likely to come untied, and then launch it and see what happens.
0: So, with and regard, cast
2: light on it, too.
0: With regard to the void, you're going to
2: hit it with a rock. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> and I cast light on the rock.
0: Okay. Uh,. So basically, um, let's see. So it's a Ooh. tracer round.
2: Well, yeah. We're, we're just scaling up from what the first attempt was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you cast light on the rock. You get the rope around it. And uh, typically a rope is is uh, about 50 feet. And well, obviously, there's this is a sailing ship, so they have rope that's much longer. But right. that rope... Um, generally it tends to be much thicker but at the very least you could take some of the thinner rope and you could tie a couple lengths of it together so, yeah. so uh, Braun has Hal move the ship up to about like 60 feet okay and um, and then you, you put a couple of ropes together and tie it around the rock and put it in the um into the uh, catapult there's actually a name for it I think it's called like this gonna sound weird but i think it's called like a mongrel or something like that i think is what it is um but it's basically it's basically Hmm. a catapult yeah but i think that i think that the name of it is a mongrel or something
2: is it on the ship diagram
0: no no i'm actually we're going to use a different ship diagram oh so um but yeah so you launch the (laughs) rock and basically it flies out in this big arc and it gets to the edge of the air envelope of the ship And then it gets taken over by the gravity, or lack thereof, in wild space. And then it floats out, and you can obviously see this very big glowing rock. And it goes through basically the the border of this shape and disappears. And the rope is still being pulled. And eventually the rope gets to its full length. And it um, becomes taut.
2: Okay. So uh, I guess let's try to retrieve it next and see what happens.
0: Okay. Well, uh, where where is the rope anchored?
2: Uh Probably to know, the ballista probably,
5: itself.
2: You well, know, the, the ballista itself are kind of up at the bow. So, what, what point of the ship is closest to the void? That's probably where I would anchor it.
0: Well, I mean, the, the, the bow, the front of the ship is just pointing straight at it.
2: Right. So I, I would anchor it somewhere up at the bow if there's a good solid tie down point, like maybe in the anchor assembly or something like that. Uh, something that's strong. Rex
3: would object to that in, in, the, in the event that something that decides to pull, because we
0: may not be the only things that can pull on the rope.
2: Well, we can cut it very quickly if we have to. So, so tell me,
0: yeah. so tell me how you anchored it, if you anchored it at all.
2: <laughs> we did, we did anchor it.
0: Okay, so tell but me.
2: How. Okay, so Strax, if you don't approve of the bow, where would you have anchored it?
3: Some place. Let me pull out
5: the. Uh... So, does this thing have a sense of gravity to it? Is it like kind of like a black hole of some, where
0: it pulls things in? Well, if Janie's the only person that really knows all that much. About oh, okay, got it. And right now well, you're sixty feet. You're sixty feet from it, and the ship is just—it's just not
2: staying being, there. It's Based on what
3: not we see, and that, the probably. only gravity I can see out here right now is the gravity of our own ship. Once beyond mm. that, it just kind of seems nothing doesn't seem to be sucking anything in. If that's what you're asking.
5: Yeah, I was <sighs> trying to figure out since right. it seems like it's pulling in the rope taut. So, well,
3: that, it's, uh, the, I, don't, the, I guess I don't see any better place to anchor it other than the rigging and that would be a bad idea.
2: No, bad idea. <laughs> Breaking mm. mass is bad. So where is it? So at the bow?
3: At the bow? Uh, well, we got uh we got the jib boom. Mm. Haha. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, I, I would anchor on a metal point somewhere back on the edge of the ship for the decking. Mm. So something strong. Forward railing? So that's no, I would like there's gotta be actual tie downs. It's a ship. We anchor it to the ship. It's fine.
0: (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) The below Um, decks. So the the ship suddenly lurches forward as the rope Mm. starts to pull. Uh
2: okay. Do it. But the
0: the rope the rope very quickly starts to fray. Because the ship the Star Runner has a lot of weight to it, even though it is in space. Um, okay. But right now, it has its own gravity within its air envelope.
2: So, do we get the sense that this is now not just the innate momentum of the, of the ball itself, but something has actually taken hold and is pulling it?
0: You you don't think the you don't think that the weight of that projectile could pull the entire ship? No.
2: Okay. All right. So, so that so seems yeah. very odd. All right. So, so run off. over to the rope with the wakasashi and slash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Slash it. Um so uh you 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 cut the rope which was already starting to to kind of like pull apart a little bit anyway yeah and uh you see the rope kind of fall down to the gravity plane and move steadily across the gravity plane and just get pulled into the void like spaghetti yeah all right and then it, it it appears that um the void is getting bigger oh oh boy and and then you know the the thought occurs to you. Well, wait a minute. Maybe it's getting closer.
2: <laughs>
0: and, uh, then, and then it like envelops the entire ship. Oh. Uh, so do anything.
2: well, damn.
0: <laughs> so as the Star Runner um, is is sitting motionless in front of this void, um, the black shape suddenly envelops the ship, and all around you there's this black, cloudy miasma. Uh, you see nothing but the like black clouds, which seem to be a few. Hundred feet from the Star Runner, okay. Captain Braun says,
1: eh, "Hal, uh, what happened?"
0: And um, Hal doesn't respond. Oh, oh!
3: If any, if anybody sees my coin,
1: let me know. I'd like to get that back.
0: Uh, so Braun turns to Arvine
1: and says, "Arvine, would you uh, mind?" Checking on Hal in the spell jammer helm room, please.
2: Yeah, I can do that. So, uh, let's see here, Matisse, you want to come with me for that? Sure. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. So, so the two of you go yeah. down to the spell jammer helm room. Okay. And uh, you you open the door and you see uh, you see uh, Hal sitting there. She she's basically in the chair with the spell jamming helm on her head. Okay. And um she says uh I, I think that communications have been somehow severed. Were you not hearing me?
2: No, we we weren't. Uh the Braun sent me to check on you because he tried radioing you. Uh topside it looks like we're in the middle of this cloud, it basically swallowed us. We can see this kind of dark stuff all around the ship, maybe some darker clouds a couple hundred feet out. So what were you trying to say?
0: I, I, w- I was trying to ask what happened, because I, I th- it looked to me from um, the way that I see, from the point of view of the ship, that maybe it, it, it had enveloped the ship, but I was looking to see if I could get a confirmation, but nobody was answering me. Yeah. I, notice- how
2: far is... Go ahead. Sorry, Matisse. Go ahead.
0: Do you Notice anything
5: about how she looks? Like, does she a little bit different to us, or um, talking about how? Yeah, like uh, was she affected in some way by being enveloped by the amoeba
0: or whatever? Um, she appears to be fine. I mean, you've you've okay. been okay. you know she's she, you've been on the crew for. At least six weeks at this point yeah and um i mean typically you you haven't been down here while she's at the helm but it's conceivable that you may have visited her once or twice while she was down there and um i mean everything looks fine she just she just for some reason was not able to use the the sort of like the magical communication of the ship
2: so how far is the helm room from the deck
0: it is at the back of the ship from what i understand Okay. If I'm remembering, if I'm so, is that
2: like a hundred feet, fifty feet, like?
0: That is like five, ten, fifteen, twenty, forty. It's about eighty feet. Okay. So I ask,
5: how? How do does everything else seem to be working properly now? You said that communications wasn't working. Is there anything else that's not working properly?
0: Uh, I'm still trying to get communications working. Um, uh, please feel free to go back and tell Bron that I am okay and that I will try to get communications up and running as soon as I can. Okay. Okay.
2: All right. So, yeah, we'll go tell, head back up to the deck, find Bron, and tell him that she's okay and that it just appears that communications are down.
0: Right. He He's happy to hear that Hal is Okay
2: yeah interesting well i mean in the worst jump. case we could probably rig some cups and strings right like you do something <laughs> rudimentary but that's like what yeah. that know that i'm not lying telephone? they used to use that stuff right that's uh, <laughs> where's the piece soup <laughs> <laughs> can
4: telephone that that is what they used <laughs> <clears throat> J-
3: Janie, do you still have that uh, glowing necklace I put together for you? Is it still glowing? <laughs>
4: uh, uh,
0: is, yeah. that, is, that, is that one of your um, infusions? Yeah, it's one of my. It's one of my magical
3: tinkering. Did you things. turn it's, off it's, my? It's, false... it's a minor magical effect.
2: Did you okay. turn off my false beacon? <laughs>
3: uh, uh, I, d- I can't turn it on and off. It just is.
2: Oh, Okay.
0: I- I'm not intimately familiar with the rules for your for your trinkets, but I think they are permanent as long as you don't get rid of them
3: correct right but yeah. but i but it's a
0: magical effect so i was just wondering oh yes if... yes yes I understand he's wondering what you're if
4: it's still lit i think he's asking yeah. you that
0: yes yes yeah. it is it is still lit that the magic has not been snuffed out yes. by whatever yeah. this is and you also don't
4: i'm still lit <laughs> 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 Place is lit
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't see uh the glowing coin and you don't see the glowing rock <laughs>
2: Uh, but to be to be clear this miasma that's surrounding the ship it's not interfering with our ability to see people kind of within the air pocket on our ship right correct i mean
0: correct the 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 air envelope yeah right (laughs) the air (laughs) of of the ship is intact the gravity plane as far as you know is still there the gravity hasn't changed and basically you're just surrounded by this like just these weird clouds, these weird, you know, dark clouds yeah. that are just kind of all around the ship in every direction. And, and like they're they they they're, they're moving in such a way that you like you know, I mean obviously when you're in space you don't really have an up or a down unless you are next to like, you know, so, an object in space or another ship or a planet or something. Right. But in here it's even more disorienting because the clouds are just moving and shifting all around you in every direction and yeah, it definitely gives you more of a feeling that you're like, which way is is up is, is, oh, this is really weird now that who is it who's,
4: who's, what's it <laughs>
0: now that we're in it are we sensing anything f- about it or from it uh no n- uh, nothing nothing has changed um I- as far as you know everything is perfectly fine you're just inside of whatever this is um the, the one thing that you definitely notice is that like assuming that 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 the area that you were looking at when you were outside of it was the entrance you might think that looking behind the ship that you would see the same thing, um, but you don't. There doesn't appear to be any sort of an uh, entrance slash exit anywhere around you. All you see is the clouds. So we're in a bubble as far as we know.
4: The bubbles, the bubbles, the bubbles, the bubbles. Uh,
0: so Captain Braun asks um, he, he starts a, he's trying to talk to um, he's trying to talk to Hal. And he basically spends about five minutes or so just, you know, saying, you know, Hal, Hal, are you there? Hal. And then um, after about five minutes of him doing that, suddenly Hal's voice comes back. It's kind of broken up a little bit at first. It's, it's you know, it's like it's, it's distorted a little bit. Yeah. And then her voice comes through and uh, she says, Captain Braun,
1: I can hear you. I said, oh, Hal, good, good. Uh, Glad to hear that you're okay Uh, from uh, Matisse and Arvine. uh, Can you try and move the ship forward?
0: And she says, yes, Captain Ron. And so you can kind of um, uh, hear slash feel like the the hum of the spell jamming, um, the hum of the spell jamming helm as it kind of powers up a little bit. And you're used to that that kind of sound and that kind of sensation as the ship goes faster um, so as far as you know the ship should be moving but your position relative to these clouds that are all around you doesn't seem to be changing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it so sounds like the ship of, is moving but it doesn't so look sort of like, like it is quicksand uh, in a way
5: We're just stuck in place and not going anywhere
0: well, or, or it sounds the like void, the ship is moving, but...
2: The Void may be moving around us, for all we know.
5: Uh, I would kind of like to encompass us as we move
2: yeah, forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd almost say, like, if we keep steaming... Do we still have, like, course and heading? Like, if I if I ask Bronn to... Or, or go back to talk to her, Hal again, like... Whoever navigates for us, do we still have the ability to track what direction we think we're going?
0: Um, Hal is the is is the pilot and the navigator and yeah. uh she normally has some kind of a bearing but okay. right now and, and you can talk to her because communications have returned for yeah some
2: so i try to reach out to her and ask her if she has like had like bearing and compass information still or if that's all gone dead
0: uh she replies by saying i i have absolutely no idea which way is is any direction i i have no bearing of any kind Hal, is the ship moving forward at all? Or does it seem to be stationary to you? As far as all of the information that I normally have, the ship is moving forward.
3: Yeah. How the communications. Did you figure out what uh, caused them to cut out?
0: No, Strax, I did not. I kept trying brawn over and over and over. And then after about... Uh, five or ten minutes he i just suddenly had communications again i honestly don't okay, know so what happened
3: that wasn't something you did then all right
0: that that's correct
3: mm-hmm. strax
4: it sounds like we almost went through like a magic force field that cut out the magic for a little while <laughs> maybe
1: uh, that could be janie
2: yeah. And the only other thing is that you were trying to reach Hal as well. It's not you know you're combined, you know if this thing is sentient, is it sensitive to other people's willpower? Uh,
1: maybe uh, Strax. could you uh, put light on another uh, coin and um, sort of drop it? Along the gravity plane of the ship for me.
2: Sure. See, see if we leave it behind or not. That's a good test. Yep, a drift test.
3: All right. Fish out another gold, Janie. (laughs) Lights
0: lights it up. up. Janie lights it up.
3: (laughs) And I head over to the stern and just drop it right out onto the gravity plane.
0: Okay. So again, like it it drops and it goes beyond the gravity plane and then it slows and then stops and it comes back up to the gravity plane and it starts going up and down and up and down and eventually it settles on the gravity plane. Mm-hmm. And um, But but as it's doing that, though, uh, it does actually slowly start to drift toward
2: okay.
0: toward the back, um, toward uh, the, bow, uh, the stern. This is the back, right, honey?
2: Yep.
0: It starts to go toward the stern and it eventually starts to go like way back behind the ship and you can kind of see it going off behind the ship. I mean, as far as you can tell by looking around you, again, seeing these this weird clouds moving around, to you, it doesn't look like you're moving, but but the the coin with the light on it is definitely moving away from you.
2: Right. So I'd almost say we, we keep holding the course we're at because either we're eventually going to reach another side... Our thing is, this thing is sentient, maybe we'll reach, you know, the center wherever maybe, you know, if there's a conscience or a being who's in the middle of this all, maybe they'll eventually reach out to us. Going straight ahead seems better than not moving at all.
0: How close are the cloud-like things that we see? They've, They've been at about a couple hundred feet away from you, and they don't seem to have moved from that position. Can we touch them at all? Are your arms 100 feet long, No,
5: Well, touche.
3: That coin we dropped, uh, I could continue watching it for a while. Does it, uh, I don't know if you said it or not, uh, does it eventually just disappear?
0: Okay, allows, so. At which
3: point we no longer see it, or does it just.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, everybody on the ship is is a little nervous. I mean, you can see that a lot of like, you know, I mean, some of the officers seem to be a little bit more together, but. There's a certain amount of anxiety that is taking over a lot of the regular crew. And a lot of them are murmuring. And some of them maybe seem a little bit panicked, but then other members of the crew are trying to calm them down. And um, a lot of people are paying very close attention to what all of you are doing. And right now people are on the stern and they're watching the coin. And it eventually does disappear. And you hear some some panicked, you know, uh, crew members, you know, being like, you know, we're never we gonna get out of here, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then and then like uh, Maze, the entertainer, the, the changeling, he's over and he's like trying to calm people. He's telling people stories and things and he's trying to entertain people yeah. so they're not panicking.
2: Is he wow. playing music?
0: Um, a uh, bar. He, he, he does have his mandolin and he's like he's like he's like <laughs> reciting poetry and he's like yeah. strumming in between certain verses and he's trying to entertain people and calm them down.
2: I ask him to. I ask him to play some inspirational music. <laughs> <laughs> By inspirational, I mean temporary hit point giving music. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, so he he keeps trying to calm the crew, and then, um, you hear Hal's voice again, sort of magically all around you, and it says, um, "Captain Braun, I something is coming up ahead of us." Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the entire crew shifts toward the bow of the ship and you can see uh, a very small what looks like a glowing object up ahead of you and as everybody you know very very specifically keeps on watching this object it gets closer and closer and closer and as it gets very close to the ship it looks like the same coin that you dropped that went behind you Hmm. Uh,
3: is it the coin i just dropped or the coin i threw in
2: earlier? Are they different coins?
0: I, I, I guess now it would be hard cold. to tell, but but this one this one appeared to just be sort of floating there in space, and you guys just kind of came up on it.
2: Is it glowing? Because Janie would only be able to keep her light on one thing at once. Good point.
0: That is correct, and and it is glowing. Hmm.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> That's almost the worst
0: answer. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Oh. Uh, that oh, was very... I'm not
3: going out there to get
0: it. That that, that, that was very smart, though, Kate, because you can only have one light going at a time. So uh, why don't you uh, take inspiration for that?
2: Ooh, thank
0: you. Ooh. Um, Smurfy. A... So, yeah, it appears to be the same coin. It went way back behind the ship, and then it sort of came from the front of the ship.
5: So we are in a loop of some kind, like some kind of centripetal sim- uh, force is moving things. Uh, in or
2: like a, a being wants to keep us in enthrall until a certain point. And
0: okay, it's... so so as you guys are contemplating, you know, what is happening, the meaning of this, uh, there is this there is this ship that suddenly comes through the clouds and it just suddenly appears there and it comes it comes bursting through the clouds. And you are familiar enough with ships that you recognize this as a uh, neogi ship. and, and, and the Neogi are the people that you fought who tried to invade the rock oh, when you first boy. got there. who oh, are God, like I thought you we were about like, to say the, that we were kind of counter our own ship. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's like it's, it's that enslaving race. And it's a Niyogi Death Spider, and it comes through the clouds, and it it launches um, uh, a catapult at the Star Runner, and this rock like smashes off the side of of the Star Runner's hull.
1: And well, that's and not um, very friendly.
0: Uh, Captain Braun says,
1: <laughs> "Somebody on the catapult, right away! Return fire!"
0: So people are kind of looking around and panicked. Um, do, do any of you want to fire the the uh, ballista? Uh, I'm sorry, the the I mean,
2: Who's Uh-oh. closest? Strax is closest. Janie's to... voluntary. Oh boy! <laughs> what skill does it take to do it? Though? Oh, okay, so so how so, far so, away are they?
0: So so just it's, it, uh, the ship flies right up on you. They're only like maybe like 60 feet away.
2: Oh. She, she hey, could light it up with other things at was that point. I say, Janie, wants, yeah. <laughs> do you have fire?
0: and fire don't get along. <laughs> what, what what's the range on your uh, on your cantrips there, Janie?
4: Sorry, I was swallowing.
0: I appreciate Pizza. that.
4: The uh, longest cantrip I have is ray of which is sixty feet. Okay. I mean, um, I have I a laser. Oh, uh, one hundred
2: and twenty. You, you said one hundred twenty feet, right? Magic Missile is 120, yeah. And I have the laser rifle, so if, if can I see any targets while someone else who needs to launch the ballista does the ballista? I, can,
3: I guess I can ballista.
2: There we go. Seems appropriate.
3: It does kind of, yeah.
0: Okay, so what are you guys doing? This, this is all happening very quickly.
3: It's all uh, very quickly. Well, I'm very quickly going over I, the ballista.
4: Yeah. Take an aim.
2: I'm pulling my laser rifle and looking for anything that I could target.
4: I cast Magic Missile at the cannon that just shot at us.
2: Um, at, at at the
0: catapult, the catapult. at yeah. the catapult.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. I'll... So so Janie um, casts a magic missile, and before before the before any of the ballistas, or the catapult, or anything like that goes off, um, Janie's uh, how many missiles? Janie three.
4: Three. I'll do it level one. Yeah.
0: Okay. So so these three missiles go flying out, and um, uh, targeting the uh, the catapult on the other ship, Janie. Okay. So, so the missiles um, hit the catapult, pew, 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 and then the catapult it, like explodes almost as if it was like um, full of black powder or something. Oops. And then, and then it causes this chain reaction, and the entire Niogi ship explodes. Oh, <laughs> nice!
2: Nicely oh, wow. done. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Does she oh, no. Well? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah, you have
0: to all see if you. Oh yeah! <laughs> I know. Oh, no!
5: Wild
2: surging!
5: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Afro-po! Alright, so you're gonna roll it?
5: Alright, Sarah's rolling to die.
2: Yep. Round and round round and round she goes. (laughs) Where she stops,
5: nobody knows.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We we, we can't see it anyway. It's
4: too small. It's cool, though. What'd you get? 29.
2: 29. Oh,
4: Oh, Oh, boy. You have the book? I'm, it's in my it's in D&D Beyond oh
2: <laughs> oh boy
4: you just have to pull it up hold on
2: uh.
4: I teleport up to 60 feet in an unoccupied space of my choice
2: oh awesome. okay. overboard again
4: <laughs> <Not>
2: overboard. <Okay. laughs>
0: so as the magic you're like come,
2: the bow of the ship <laughs> as the
0: magic <laughs> missiles come flying out there's suddenly this magical burst of energy around Janie and she disappears, and then reappears at some uh, other
4: point on the, on the other ship. side of the ship.
0: On the other side of the ship,
4: I uh, look again. over my shoulder oh, at her
2: and go again.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he didn't end up out the uh, overboard
0: <laughs> this time.
2: Uh, no, I point at the, the wreckage of the other ship and go, "That was awesome."
0: <laughs> okay, so so Captain Braun
1: seems very kind of contemplative, and he's like,
2: uh, "I don't
1: understand how." Uh, that magical effect could destroy an entire Niogi ship. That's kind of not how ships are built.
3: Well, have you met Jamie?
2: <laughs> Do we have any ability to check after, the, like, well, is
0: it? Da- it's the same thing for all of you. I mean, you all, yeah. you all know that you can't blow up a ship with a magic missile.
2: <laughs> so I look over the side of our ship. Is the damage from the rock real? Like, can uh, we see an actual dent in the hull?
0: Uh, you look at it, and there doesn't appear to be any damage. Oh. Okay. So, so, so
2: I I motioned to Bron and I said come come look at this. That rock that hit us didn't do any real damage. I wonder if that whole thing was an illusion.
1: Uh there is definitely something very unusual about this entire situation. And
0: um just as he finishes saying that, you uh see another ship come through the clouds and it appears to be a galleon ship that is just like the one that you guys are on.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's It it comes through the clouds from sort of um, what's what's the right side of the ship? I I should know this.
2: Starboard. Uh, Starboard. Yeah.
0: Starboard. Okay, so it comes from like the starboard side, and it basically just kind of like nice and smoothly pulls up alongside. It's maybe like forty feet off the starboard side, and it just kind of stops there. And you don't see anybody on the decks anywhere. I fire the ballista at it. No, I'm just kidding. No it's it's just kind of it's just kind of hanging there right now
2: i wonder it st- if it this... stops
0: and you don't see anybody on it
2: i wonder if this is an invitation Another no odd one
5: hmm.
2: i mean we could send a group over there if we have communication still working we could see if there's something there that wants to talk to us it's not very far from the ship yeah, I mean, um, Strax, is this within range of any of your detect magic abilities? How far did you say it was?
1: It's
0: uh, it's forty feet.
2: Could we pull up within ah, so the?
0: I'd have to get out there a little bit.
2: Well, can we pull ten feet closer? If we're within thirty, you can do it, right? Yeah. So I turned it to Bron and say, "Can Hal get us ten feet closer?" And she feel comfortable with that? Uh... Yes, I can, Arvind.
3: If you wanna give me ten minutes I can uh, see what I can
0: Okay, so, so so the whole the whole ship just kind of very gently drifts toward the starboard side.
2: Okay.
0: And it gets within thirty feet. Alright.
3: You, you guys keep poking at it. Give me ten
0: minutes. Okay. Uh, well, we can just, wanna, we, we, wanna we can just say that you go through the ten yeah. minutes. Unless yeah, because
2: I'm not going to try throwing anything glass, at it because if it blows with up, it a I bit. would be sad.
0: Look through my spyglass. All so mm. close
2: to us. If, yeah. if, if,
0: my monocle. if people don't have anything else they want to do, uh, Strax, you finish your Detect Magic. Alright, well, got my little monocle. Take it a look. Anything? Uh, there is nothing. Uh, you You don't sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. Hmm. all right
3: well uh ship itself isn't magical
2: Hmm.
3: interestingly enough
1: so
2: So, turn to brown and say do you want us to go check it out
1: uh yes um i i don't think that that uh presents an immediate uh danger and with the with the lifeboats uh being where they're at right now it's the ship is literally only about 10 feet from our lifeboats.
2: Yeah. Right. So I guess let's just cruise over Yeah, and actually, if now, you're hang, okay with it, we'll... Hang starts? on, that's hang that's on start. for just one minute. Okay. I think
3: I might got something that might be useful here. Um, head down below deck for uh, just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I come back up, following behind me is this small, mechanical, what it looks like kind of a wolf to the rest of you guys. Basically, it's a mechanical warg. <laughs> nice. Had some uh, leftover parts from when I put got GH88 put together. Came up with this little guy. I'll send nice. him over. See what do, you, what do you call it? Uh, I haven't come up with a name. right. I love
4: I
2: love it. <laughs> Called Steel Defender. Right. It's got to have a name. That's good. Cool. Yeah, it's
0: it's Strax's Steel Defender. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, do you have an ability to send him over there without the oh, lifeboats, sure, could, or because otherwise, uh, I'm okay we're not with that tether, close. We could tether a lifeboat to the ship and just cruise over. It's it's Ten it's not feet that away. Far away.
0: You could put him we in the catapult. Probably yeah <laughs> <Our
5: puppy. laughs>
0: uh, so what are you guys doing uh, so uh, yeah
3: I mean we're not quite close enough for him to be able to make that jump so, but, right
0: uh, I mean Hal, Hal <clears throat> comes magically over the airwaves and says uh, I, I, I can move us I can move us a little bit closer and the sh- and the, the lifeboats will be very close to the other ship. You could probably just jump right across. Uh,
3: will probably work. Yeah, I mean, and...
2: it, yeah, that, or if you got like a gangplank or something, we could just put something deck to deck too. But I, I don't
0: know. Uh, there is a gangplank. Um, yeah. I, mean, I mean the um the lifeboats. There's two on one side and two on the other.
2: Okay. And
0: I believe I said they were fifteen by twenty.
2: Yeah. I
0: think is what I said. Yep. Um, so there is a space in between two of the lifeboats on the starboard side. Where yeah. you can um, put like the gangplank and just walk across if that's what you guys want to do.
2: I'd, I'd like to do, yeah, let's send the defender over on that and then we can follow if we have to. Okay. If, if you're okay with that, Strax.
3: Yeah, that's that works for me. As
2: long
0: as we can. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, so get you, so you get close enough, okay. put the gangplank down, you okay. send the steel defender over. Um, John, does, does, does Strax have any sort of uh, um, uh, connection with with steel defender's senses?
3: Uh, no. Uh, basically, I can uh, I, I can as long as he can hear me, I can give him directions. Uh, but it's he's not like a familiar. I can't like
0: Sense see things. through his eyes and stuff. Okay.
3: It's it's more along the lines of see if he goes over there and doesn't fall through the deck.
0: Okay. <laughs> so so <laughs> if if this was like your if this was like your twenty sixth attempt at making one of those, it could be SD twenty six, sort of like GH eighty okay. eight. Uh, or something like that. <laughs> Sarah said something.
4: Or puppy. Or puppy. it could be Poppy.
0: Or could
4: be Poppy. So, so you, set, you send the
0: steel defender over, um, and it basically starts walking along the deck of the ship, and it's sort of just you know investigating things as a steel defender might.
3: <laughs> and um, yeah, I can I can I can direct them. Tell you know, check yeah. that out. You know, sound if you there's something over there, that kind of thing.
0: Okay, uh, doesn't seem to. Really find anything? It's just sort of walking around.
3: Uh, well, seems solid enough, I guess.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess.
1: Fran says, uh, "If you want to go investigate, please do."
2: Yeah, I guess we should.
3: Don't have any other leads at the moment.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, we has the bard sung something that gives temporary hit points at the start of this day, or not? Uh, he will.
0: He will. He will come over to you. Okay. Um. Before you. Go across the gangplank, okay. and he will sing you a song of inspiration. Right. Um, so you all get the three temporary yeah,
2: hit points. Yeah, say thank you, Mays.
0: Three. three, you said. Three, three temporary hit points. Okay. He says, "But of course, <laughs> <laughs> I will inspire you as much as I can." <laughs> French.
4: <laughs> you inspire. You inspire me to. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww.
3: Does he have does he play it accordion?
4: Zucker, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so you guys go across the gangplank and uh you're basically on the other main deck of the other galleon, which for all intents and purposes looks like the same ship that you have. Uh so what do you want to do?
2: How, is it an exact replica? Like, does it have a uh, missing chunk in its hull that we can see when we walk over? You read my mind. Right. Like... I
3: was just about to ask about that. <laughs> see if I could go over and see if that chunk of hull was missing.
0: Uh, you you kind of dangle yourself over the edge a little bit there as best as you can, and uh, you it looks like it is not missing a chunk of the ship.
2: Okay.
3: No, it looks like it's just the same. It's not an exact replica. It's
0: just same make. Okay. All
2: right. Does it have the same weapons on the top?
0: Yeah, yeah. and it basically appears to be a sort of like the same make and yeah, model. Yeah, that's as like sta-
2: standard loadout, so... Okay. Yeah. Helm. Right. Yep. All right, Are you testing your <sighs> comms?
3: Uh, no, I'm saying we should go to the helm.
2: Okay. Yeah, so I guess let, let's explore. Let's go to the helm first, and then we can sweep the rest of the ship from there if we have to.
0: Okay. So you, uh, you go down... Um, uh, to the next deck and to the the stern of the ship, and you go to the spell jamming, uh, the spell jammer helm room, and you know it, it looks just like the way it does. You know the room that you were just in with Hal. It looks the same. There, there's nobody sitting there. You don't hear anybody on the crew. But um, what you do here is 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 as you're as you're exploring in that area, you 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 investigate the room where the spelljaming helm is. And, uh, Matisse, you hear the sound of Arvine, um, screaming. You can hear the sound of her voice screaming, but it's coming from like somewhere else on the ship. I mean, she's standing right next to you, but you can hear her screaming. And, uh, Arvine, you hear the same thing. You hear Matisse screaming, even though he's standing right next to you.
5: Um,
0: but it's uh, she sorry uh, but it's coming from somewhere else on the ship and huh. strax and Janie you hear each other screaming somewhere else on the ship but but
1: huh.
0: none of you hear anything else you just hear that that one specific person screaming on the ship and we don't hear each other talking to ourselves or you you hear everything you normally hear
2: oh, we're, yeah but
0: but you don't you don't hear the sound of Janie screaming Greg. Uh Matisse oh. doesn't hear Janie. Right. You don't hear Strax. All you hear is Arvin yes. screaming. Uh, okay. Yeah. So
2: I, I look at Matisse. And I, I hear you screaming from elsewhere on the ship, but I see you. You're right here. I
4: but see you're you? here, but You're there, but you're here, but Jenny. you're there. You
3: didn't teleport again, did you, Janie?
4: I don't think so. Okay. <laughs>
2: Oh. M- Matisse, are you hearing I this? I think we lost I see you again.
5: next to me, but I don't I don't know why, why I hear you screaming and, and okay. you're not in danger.
2: Okay. Alright, so let's pick one of the screams to investigate first.
4: Oh my god!
3: Uh, well, we don't even know if they're... Well, can we tell... Uh, t- let's just go find one. If they're all in the same place, we'll know yeah, what we got so
2: there. So let's head towards the, the one that I'm hearing from Matisse first.
0: They're they're all just kind of permeating the ship. Oh boy! Yeah, so they're nowhere distinct. They're all
2: over the ship.
0: Non-directional uh, is a good way to put it. Yeah.
2: I kind of look at the others and go, "Okay, we need we need to stay in sight of each other clearly." Uh, uh, i a then... for clues. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Strax. No. Uh, and then... <laughs> uh,
0: wh- why don't you? Um, why don't you? All give me either. Individual investigation checks, or maybe within pairs, you can have one of you do uh, an investigation check with advantage. Um,
2: uh, I will
5: help you with the investigation because
2: you being who's is, you, Greg?
5: Um, are being, since
2: okay, well, my, my investigation is minus one, but it's probably well, is mine's minus than, two. Okay, all right, <laughs> and then let's I'm see really action. good at investigation, so it's only wants to yeah, get Yeah, so if Janie helps you, then. She's probably really good at investigation, too, so it might make the most sense for us to help Strax and Janie, respectively. Yeah, it might. Mm. She's she's got good... It's an intelligence quality, I think, right?
0: All
5: right, so I guess I could help Strax.
2: So, Janie, you are an intelligent person, which means I'm guessing you have better investigation than me or Matisse. Uh, My investigation's plus one. Okay, so I will help you, and I say, Matissa, go ahead and help Strax.
5: Okay, so I help Strax. Alright, let's have a look around.
4: Oh, helping. Right. I'm a helper! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I got a 15. I got a 19. Okay.
0: Alright, so... Strax, um with your role and a little bit of knowledge of how things are made Um, you happen to notice that like you take a really close look at the material that the ship is made out of which you know you would assume is just wood but um it actually is appears... Is it
4: a rock? Is it a rock?
0: <laughs> it, it, it appears to be some sort of material that...
4: you stop talking.
0: That, 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 ...that you don't recognize. You actually don't understand what the material is. It looks like... like to most people, they would not be able to distinguish it um, from, from regular wood. But you get a really good look at it. You take your magnifying glass, maybe some of your other artificial tools, and uh, maybe scrape off a little bit. And it's like... It, it, it almost comes off in like, in, in like, in like a powder... You have no idea what it is, but it, it looks like wood. It, You think it would be wood, but it's not. It's some weird material that you are not familiar with.
3: I'll take a chunk for a sample. Okay. <laughs> Stick it in the bag. Okay. You break off something. <laughs>
0: Alright. Alright. At some point during your investigations, you guys get to the captain's cabin, mm-hmm. and um... Is there anybody in particular who might like enter a room first? It doesn't really matter too much, but I'm just curious if like one of the farmers... Fighters... <laughs> yep. Usually
4: I'd we be would,
2: fairly bold. Uh, I mean, I'd check Matisse the... Yeah, Matisse is the tank, so probably Matisse.
0: Okay. So, so Matisse, you guys get to the captain's cabin and you open up the door to the captain's cabin and you actually see the deck that you're standing on. Even though you're standing on it, you open the door and you see the same deck. On the other side of the door what is going on here
2: <laughs>
0: all, all of you see this as well just is in the front so it's all basically of you see like well.
2: we're, we're looking into the same hallway that we're standing in on the other side of the door rather than the cabin
0: well uh right now it basically it's 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 the open main deck is behind you're standing on the main deck right and and the cabins that the captain's cabin is off the main deck okay so when you open wish- up the door you see the main deck again, and you can see, like, the cloudy miasma, you know, surrounding the outside of the ship as you see it through that door.
4: Do we see mm-hmm. ourselves entering the door?
0: Uh, there is nobody else standing on the other side of the door, no.
3: I put a mark in the wall. Just kind of carve a mark in the wall right uh, before uh, before yeah. the sure. door. Sure. Sure. I,
2: I mean have we checked or the rest the of the ship because I would hesitate like if this is another portal I don't think we should step through until we check well, everything I've, else I was
5: going to throw something through there and see what happens to it
2: yeah toss a coin yeah throw me throw me <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: toss a coin All right, toss
0: so tosses a coin in there and it just hits the floor hmm um
2: you want to tell Hal what's going on
3: I will be uh, right back to- <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. even know how to begin to describe this.
4: I don't think Hal's going to be any help. <laughs> She's not going to be any help, but if we
2: randomly disappear, then at least they have some idea of what's happening. That's...
3: Yeah, good point. It's important to check in. Hey, Hal, can you hear me? There's no response. Uh, <laughs> well, might be too late. <laughs> um, if we're standing on the main deck, I'm assuming we can see our ship.
0: You can see the ship. Y- you okay. can see the ship. You can see the crew, but right. but you t- but you use the communicator brooch, and um and there's no response from Hal.
3: Looking through the door, can I see our ship?
0: Looking through the door, can you see the ship? Um, if you kind of angle yourself a little bit to one side, you can just barely catch like the other end of the
2: ship. Uh... <laughs> I still think we should explore the extent of the first ship that we found rather than the new one that's through the door.
3: Well, oh, we've been kind of storyboarding this. Uh, how much of the ship
0: have we explored? Yeah, um, I'm just going to tell you that you don't find anything else of particular interest. Okay.
2: Go through the door. Is the gangplank still there?
0: The gangplank is still there, yes. Okay. Janie, are you walking through hey. the door?
2: You guys want to go through or? Uh, I walk through ST01. Come Let's on. see. Let's go. Yeah. The push ahead. her away the front. Bean <laughs> kind of grabs her and holds her back. No. Just, come on. Let's not Thank be quite you. that rash. SG01.
0: Go on through. SG01. zero. is that? SD. SD01. sd Defender 01. All
4: right. Copy. All
0: right. So
3: SD01 goes through the door
0: the Steel Defender goes through the door and
4: and Janie follows! No,
3: Janie's getting help
4: back.
0: Janie keeps trying to get through but everybody keeps holding her back. <laughs> you know, Matisse pulls her, her collar and pulls her back. Her
2: collar? Well, whatever. Her hood. She does have a hood. She has a hood. But
0: <laughs> uh, so so the Steel Defender goes through and it's just, just kind of walking around on the other deck. Janie, this could be
5: dangerous for you. Just stay back here a moment
4: already yeah. died once. I might as well do it again.
3: And if what? I look behind us, I don't see the steel defender. No, you don't.
4: <laughs> That's but I
3: something can new. see our ship through there. Yes, Whoa. you can.
2: Sort of. Weird. Okay.
5: So the steel defender is gone.
0: No, well, it's, we can, it's we right can there. See it? Oh, well, yeah. Right there.
2: yeah. I guess we, we might as well go through and check the other side. Right. And what do you think, see it on Trax? the other side? <laughs>
4: See you on the other side. Space Break on through to the other <laughs> side. Break on through. What do you think, Strax? Break on through to the other side.
2: Well, I
0: don't see that I mean, we have
2: anywhere else to go. We're not getting anywhere on this side, so I guess well, let's go. Let's go check the other side.
0: Uh, okay, I us check the other side. Uh, so uh, the prop group... the door open. Okay, that's fine. So you prop the door open. Everybody goes through, <laughs> and uh, you see the mark that you made on the floor. Correct. Interesting. You Reflected see the, you see the mark. to the
2: other side? You
0: see the mark you made on the floor, yep. Yeah.
4: And, uh, and you see
0: the star runner and the crew, and everything looks like it was when you were on the other deck.
4: <laughs> are we still facing the captain's door?
0: Uh, well, when, you we walk, when, you walk, when you walk through, it's behind you. Seven. Okay.
4: So we basically come through and come like we went into the room and came back out.
0: Uh, That's kind of what it feels like, yes.
4: Okay. It Um,
5: seems to me that this is some kind of mirror thing going on, maybe. Like we're in a mirror.
3: Hang on one second. I head back over to the Gangplank. Okay. uh, And hop back over to the Star Runner real quick. Okay. Uh, He's splitting the uh, party, guys. What what, what was
2: it? We're on the other side of other side yeah, of the what
3: fight. did you what did you just see happen or I can or I can ask one of the crewmen whoever happens to be there I'm assuming okay. something
0: somebody's watching watching okay. us yeah yeah uh, one of the crew members tells you that you all walked inside the door and then uh, you all walked back out the door you just we just walked in walked back out
5: yeah huh I wonder how
0: that works when we couldn't <laughs> all walk in and out at the same time this is really weird. So uh, you suddenly hear Hal's voice say, uh, "Strax, Strax, are you there?"
3: I'm here, Hal. What did oh. you lose me?
0: Uh, once you went onto the ship, I couldn't. I, I lost uh, the ability to communicate with you.
1: Yeah. Hmm. This.
2: It's a pretty weird ship, Hal. Uh, <laughs> I would agree, Strax.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind of standing on the other side of
2: the like, gangplank, waiting to see, like, if you gesture us to come back over, if you're going to come back over with us.
0: Can I hear you guys? Just from standing on.
2: Hey, hey, Arvind, can you hear me? All right. Can I hear him?
0: uh I mean, I mean, you can hear the sound from across the ship, so it just sounds like okay. she's not far away.
2: Yeah, all right, well, so I mean, I'm just, not really so right the across the gangplank. That's yeah, perfect. so. Yeah.
3: Well, Um, what we've seen so far, Hal, is uh, whatever this ship is, it's not a normal... Well, yeah, understatement to say it's not a normal ship. Uh, (laughs) It's it's not... It's not a normal normal construction, I should say. Whatever it's made of is...
4: It's magical! ...something I've
3: ever seen before. Um, And it seems to have this really weird way of Bending space through it—it's, I don't know.
5: It's quickly. magic. Like I said, it's like a mirror of some kind where you're you Ever play the
3: game Portal? Reflection.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> do we get, do we get, I'm
4: get cake?
2: I'm not familiar with that game, Strax. Do we get cake? Ooh, cake! i I only play
4: Portal with Strax. <laughs> I'd love
5: some cake.
3: Uh, but we can't seem to find anybody alive on the ship. It just kind of
0: is. Uh, okay, she, she says, uh, um, Strax, something something unusual is beginning to happen, and uh, the three of you, Matisse, Arvine, and Janie, uh, the, the entire galleon ship that you're on, um, it starts to become kind of transparent, and you can see the clouds through it,
4: I run back over!
0: And then it disappears. With us on it? With you guys on it. So basically you guys are... Um, you guys fall to the gravity plane of the Star Runner. Oh, well, at least you didn't go with it. And then you go below, and then you come back up, and then you bob up and down until you eventually... All right, <laughs>
3: uh, Get him a rope.
0: All right, so so the crew the crew gets together a bunch of ropes and starts throwing them out to each of you. <laughs> I'm pulling you <laughs> back in.
4: So Janie's just going kind to of bounce on the gravity field like a trampoline for a little while. Boing, <laughs> boing, boing.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so you all get back over to the ship and uh, um, Captain... Quick
3: question. B- yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, okay, uh, fin- finish the thing.
0: I was just going to uh, say, Captain Braun says to all of you, he says,
1: um... If I didn't know any better, I'd say that somebody is um, studying
2: us. Yeah. Something, perhaps. I get that vibe, too.
3: Okay. My question was, uh, the sample I took, do I still have it? No. Okay. That disappeared, too. It
0: it appears to be. It is not where you had it. It's gone. I stuck it in the bag. You
3: it
4: your wood <laughs> ah, <crap>. so, <laughs> wow interesting so it, it
3: even disappeared from within an interdimensional pocket
0: it, it would appear that way hmm. you you this reach is, in and you think like, of the item and you you don't get anything
2: if, if there is a being driving this space and all of these tests so to speak hmm. clearly it is uh More powerful than a normal being because you didn't detect any magic from that whole ship that just disappeared. No, the ship itself wasn't magic. Mm. So, yeah, I'm going to guess that dimensional pockets aren't a thing for this being. (laughs) I don't don't think they care. (laughs) Hey,
3: I am just glad that this thing didn't explode when we landed landed here.
0: That's all I'm saying.
2: That's that's true.
0: (laughs) Okay, so as as you're all discussing this, um, you know, with each other and with Captain Braun and and the rest of the crew, again, some of them being very panicked, and and Maze is doing his best to calm everybody. Uh, And me talking of explosions isn't helping. (laughs) uh, You see uh, a vaguely a vaguely humanoid face appears uh, in front of the Star Runner. Uh, It has eyes, a mouth, and the vague impression of a nose. Uh, it speaks in a voice loud enough for all to hear
4: is it voldemort
0: nope
4: it's not <laughs> i'm getting
2: i'm getting serious vibes of another homage yes whatever
5: I, I i think i know
0: what's. Going <laughs> i've had on an here. idea for
2: a while that that's where we were going this is cool <laughs> uh
0: and it says um there are many species among you my desire is to learn about them I have been studying your responses to various stimuli. Is it true that many of your species have a limited existence?
3: Take the goblin! <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, limited. I, mean, <laughs> I,
2: I kind of turn to Bron and see if he wants to carry on this conversation or does he want us to answer. I mean, he's
0: the uh, captain. Bronn says, uh,
1: "Yes, we have limited existences." Uh, speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there are there are constructs. I mean, I'm not sure what the right. lifespan of a of warforged is, but uh, I kind
2: of like give a side, side eye to Matisse, but don't say anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the 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 face says. I wish to study this concept of a limited existence. And then suddenly this creature uh, appears on the deck of the ship. It is medium-sized and has leathery black skin pulled tight over its gaunt frame and a curved horn protruding from the back of its elongated skull. It lunges forward and attacks. That's the end of Mysteries and Revelations Part 1. Stay tuned for Part 2 Your help and support are greatly appreciated.